0: Right, John chapter number 12, John chapter number 12. Well, it looks weird up here nothing up here, don't it? All right. Hey, if I forget, if I forget, uh, if I could get some guys to, to stay and help us, we're going to put the baptistry up here. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to be baptizing. So uh, if some of you guys could stop and, and help us, it, it, the more people, the faster it'll go, all right? So if you can help us stay, stay back. If I forget, I, I usually do, and I'm supposed to say that, so I'm going to go ahead and say it now so I don't forget. So how many of y'all will remember? <clears throat> Oh. Oh. That's some sorry church members right there now. Let's try this again. How many of y'all gonna remember? Alright, alright, all right, here we go. John chapter number 12. John chapter number 12. Um how many of you, how many of you have gotten in trouble because of your mouth? Yeah. Well, you're going to appreciate tonight. <clears throat> uh, how many? of Look at your neighbor and say, "Watch your mouth." <clears throat> watch, watch your mouth. That's what. That's what we're going to have to. That's what we're going to have to do. Uh, how many of you? How many of you have been involved in criticism before? How many of you have been on the, the giving end of that? Come on. How I many y'all been on the receiving end of that? Yeah. Listen, there there is something to be said about humanity. I have seen I have seen humanity at its best and it's very beautiful. And I've seen humanity at its worst and it's very ugly. Do I have a witness? That's what we're going to see here in the first few verses of chapter number 12. Uh we're gonna see a very, very beautiful picture. We're gonna see uh, humanity and deity coming together in worship and, and adoration and affection. And, and just a beautiful picture. And then right right after that, right after that, we're gonna see the ugly side of humanity. It's amazing how how, how you, can, you can have a, a great thing and then in just a twinkling of an eye it turn to an ugly thing. Amen? Let's look at this, John 12 in verse number one. I'm glad to be able to get back to John, aren't y'all? It says, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, excuse me, let me slow down, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper and Martha served, That's, that's a shocker, amen, uh, Mark, well, if you don't know your Bible, we all know the time that that that, that she got frustrated, and, and and this is this is that was before this, and now now she's kind of squared away here. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus. Now we know we know. Well, let me just read it, and I'll come back to that. And wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment, this perfume. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a, he's a thief. And he had the bag. He carried... He was, basically, he was basically the treasure for Jesus and the disciples. Uh, he had the bag and bear that was put in therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my bearing has she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for a good crowd tonight. Thank you for, uh, Lord, the energy that's in this place. Thank you for what you did Sunday. Uh, Lord, I, I, I just stand amazed at not, not just your, your touch and your ability to do something great, but Lord, I, 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 I'm so thrilled with the generosity of your people. God, and the concern that your people have to get the gospel to every creature. God, I pray in Jesus name that you will just move tonight. Help us to get this. Lord, this is not something that we need to study and then forget about. This is not something that we need to breeze through. Lord, this is something that we need to get and apply to our life. God, I pray in Jesus Lord Jesus name that we we won't be a critical people. We won't get caught up in criticism. God, I, I pray that if, if we are if we are the receiving end of criticism, we'll understand what it's really about and not be offended by it. I pray that your perfect will be done. Move in an awesome way. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Here we have uh, just to kind of, just a little brief uh, ...review of coming to where we are in John chapter number 12. We've been studying uh, several weeks in the book of John, this book of belief. Uh, John is writing the things that he's writing so that we'll believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And by believing, we'll have life through his name. And and, and so he's given instance after instance of Jesus' power, Jesus' deity... Uh, and, and there are times when people believe, there are times when people feign to believe, in other words, they don't truly believe, uh, but, but they, they, they seem to follow because of what he has to offer, what he can do for them. Uh, maybe it's free food, maybe it's healings, maybe he can solve all their problems, maybe he's going he's gonna to throw Rome off of their back and become the religious leader. But for whatever reason, some would believe and some wouldn't, some would follow and some wouldn't, and and here we find Jesus just just a a matter of time, just a matter of time before his crucifixion. He's coming to the place, he's coming to the place where he's fixing to give his life a ransom for all. He's going to be the lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. He's going to sacrifice his life and give his life so that we can be saved, and I'm so glad he did. Amen, church. And so here we are, the, 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 the waning down of his life, the end of his life here on earth as, as, as we've known it and studied it. And, and so he, he wants to spend time with his dearest friends, the people closest to him. And we find Jesus in Bethany. We find him uh, at, at, at uh, Simon the leper's house. Uh, now, we know most likely uh, Simon was healed by Jesus because a leper couldn't socialize with people. They couldn't hang out and they had to be outcast. You know, they went around covering themselves. I'm unclean, unclean. If, 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 if somebody that was uh, a leper got around people, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean. In other words, stay away. So just Jesus and the crowd being in this man's house uh, was evidence that this man was healed. Jesus had touched him and healed him. And so here we have here we have in this house. Here we have in this house Jesus. Uh, and then across, across from Jesus we have a former leper. And then across from the former leper we have a former dead man. Can you imagine what that conversation was like? <laughs> Lazarus, who had been dead, who Jesus had brought back from the dead. Here they are in this house and, and the disciples are there. And, and some, some uh, scholars, some commentators believe that it's a, it's a possibility that, that Simon uh, could have been related to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus because uh, they were serving in the house. You know, you just didn't really do that in someone else's house. So, so there's a great possibility that they could have been related. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's just that's just information speculation, I guess. Uh, but either way, uh, here they are in the house. Lazarus is sitting with Jesus, and and Martha's doing her thing. She's a servant man. She is she is in, in uh, the type of person who just wants to be hands on and involved in everything. Still doing. Still doing what she does. She's serving the meal. And and here comes comes Mary. Here comes Mary. This is is really the third time that we see Mary in the scriptures. And and it seems like every time we see Mary in the scriptures, she's at the feet of Jesus. The first time... The first time we see Mary was the time when when her sister kind of got sideways with her and and complained about uh, uh, her not helping. If y'all remember, how many of y'all remember that? Uh, 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 they're, they're in the ha- that ma- this time they're in Lazarus and Mary, Martha, and Lazarus's house, and 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 Mary, she, or excuse me, Martha, she's working and serving and serving. She's all about making sure the meal's right, making sure everything looks just right, uh, making sure everything's in its proper place, and and she happens to see Mary, and Mary's not helping. In, in her mind, Mary's not helping. Uh, uh, sometimes when you get overwhelmed with life, it seems like nobody wants to help you, amen? And, and so and here we find Mary there, and she's at his feet, and this is what it says, listening to his word, listening to his word, receiving his word, hearing him, hearing him. So here we find here we find. Mary. This is not in your notes, but if you want to write it down, it's kind of cool. Uh, this, is, this is Mary waiting. <clears throat> this is Mary waiting. Uh, she's, she's not working, she's waiting, she's hearing, she's listening. You know, sometimes God wants you just to slow down a little bit and hear what he has to say. Slow down a little bit so you can hear his still small voice. And, 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 and listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing, you may think you're wasting your time by doing that, but do you realize that Mary was the only one that truly understood Jesus and what he came to do? She, he, she, she anointed him here in just a minute. She anointed him for his burial, and none of the rest of them got it. Even his own disciples didn't get it. But that one that waited and heard and sat and listened to his words, there, there she, we find her waiting, and then, then, then we find her again at Jesus' feet, in in a graveyard. And here she's weeping. Here here she's waiting on Jesus in the house receiving a blessing. And now she's weeping in the graveyard uh, bringing her burden to Jesus and said, If you'd been here, my brother had not died. How many of y'all remember that a couple chapters ago? Where were you at? If you'd have been here, my brother had not died. And she brings her brokenness to Jesus. She brings her burdens to Jesus and Listen, there's going to be times, there's going to be times that you're going to come to the house of God and you're going to sit and you're going to wait and you're going to hear and it's going to be a blessing and it's going to be just what you need to hear. But then there's going to be times you're going to come to the house of God and you're going to have to call and fall on your knees before Him because you're not waiting for a blessing. You're coming because you're broken. Because things have happened that you don't understand. Things have taken place that you can't figure out. Things have happened that you don't even realize. Why in the world did this happen? How could this happen? We were Jesus' friends and my brother died. I mean, this is an ultimate in brokenness. You know, sometimes life, life will throw you a curve, won't it? And sometimes church is about blessings and blessings. And receiving and waiting and hearing the word and getting some encouragement and getting some edification and growing and discipling. And sometimes it ain't about none of that but falling for him saying, Help! Help. Help. And with tears, she's bringing her burden to Jesus. We know what happened. Then we find here in chapter 12 she's she's coming she's not she's not waiting for, for a blessing and to hear his word and to 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 just to soak soak in truth from him she's not coming to to bear a burden now she's coming to worship in the house she's waiting receiving a blessing in the in the graveyard she's weeping and Bringing a burden. But now she's worshiping and giving her best. She's worshiping and giving her best. I wonder if worship's really worship unless we're giving our best. You know what David said? I will, not, I will not offer unto the Lord that which costs me nothing. You know what I think what modern day Christians want today? They, they, want, they want to worship if it doesn't cost them anything. You say what do you mean? You, you got to understand this this alabaster box it, it, this this story is found this story is found in two other places in Matthew uh, uh, and also in Mark uh, the, the same story and 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 and, and, and those the, those gospels it says it was an alabaster box alabaster was marble it was marble that was quarried in 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 Egypt that was very very delicate it was very it was very pricey very costly this was this was this was not just something you picked up at the market it said it was 300 pence, or it was a year's wages. For a common laborer, it was a year's wages. This thing costs a year's wages. So what that means, it's a great possibility that it was her life savings in this ointment, this perfume, this oil. The oil was spikenard. It came out of India. It was imported out of India, which made it very, very costly. It was a perfume. It was an ointment. It was given, some, some, some commentaries believe that it possibly could have been her dowry that she would offer uh, uh, to, to her future husband or, uh, or something of that nature. It could have been an inheritance that she received. Uh, whatever it is, it was very, very valuable. Great possibly she gave all she had. Are y'all with me? When she worshiped, she gave her best. She came into the room. <clears throat> she came, and, and by the way, by the way, don't confuse, don't confuse this, this situation and this part of the story with another one in Luke where Jesus, Jesus was uh, uh, approached by a prostitute. These are two different stories. Now, there's two different Simons, too. One's in Galilee, the other's in Judea. Well, the, the, the other story, when, when the woman of reputation, who was a sinner, came to Jesus and, 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 and washed his feet with her tears and, 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 and all of the things that, that we see, it seems very similar, but it's a totally different uh, story. Uh, Mary was a virtuous woman. This woman was a woman of reputation. One was in the house of Simon the Pharisee. That's Luke, I believe it's Luke 7, Simon the Pharisee. In Galilee, and I believe, and then over here, we have Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. This is a, a whole different situation. How many of y'all know what I'm saying? Say amen. amen. Okay, so make sure you, you keep them distinguished, set apart. Uh, uh, they both had worship in them, and they both were given their all. But here we find Mary. She's given her best, and she's coming. And, 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 Matthew, and Matthew and Mark, it says that, that she literally uh, she, she poured the, the ointment, the spikenard, on his head. Now, in, in, in here in John, we see it reached his feet. There was so much of it, it reached his feet. She didn't just take it and pour a little bit. The Bible says she broke it. She broke it. Now, in, 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 when they would do the burial, when they would take somebody and bury them, they didn't embalm them like we have today. They would take and they would pour, they would pour the oil all over them in the perfume because of the decay and the stink of the decay. And depending on your status, depending on your status and and, and culture and society, depending on what kind of perfume you got and the the wealth of the perfume and what you received, and then they would take and break the box and put it in the tomb with you because the fragrance would keep coming out of the box. And here she breaks this box and and pours it on. In other words, there was no getting it back. There, There was no rationing. There was no rationing in her worship. It was given all that she had. Are y'all with me? And here she is, giving her best. Here she is with probably probably what's most precious to her, what's most important to her, what's most valuable to her. You say, what in the world? She knew who Jesus was. She understood Calvary. She understood the death burial. She understood all of these things. And and she was so thankful. She was so grateful. Oh, Oh, look what Jesus has done for his brother. Oh, look what Jesus has done. And now I'm giving you my best. I'm giving you my best. You say, Preacher, what are you getting at? Somebody had something to say. Here you find somebody. Here you find somebody that's so grateful and so thankful and so appreciative of what God's done for them that they offer their best in their way. And somebody had something to say uh I, I I had to pray before I come out here I, I really did. I had to pray, God don't let me get carnal in other words i I don't need to be speaking to you in my flesh. I need to stay spiritual with this deal because because i i i just i, I I've, I've been I've seen gossipers and Critics and critical people damage so many people. It, just, it makes me angry, and, and, and that's not the kind of anger we need at this moment. Say so, amen. amen. But no matter what you do, no matter how genuine you are, no matter, no matter how spiritual you try to be in your situation and try to do your best for God, always, always know this. Somebody's going to have something to say. Don't, don't, don't think that everybody's going to be uh, uh, happy for what you do for God. Don't think somebody's going to be, uh, 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 listen, just just proud. To, uh, uh, somebody is going to have something to say. And if you don't want people to say something, don't do nothing. Vance Havner said this, if you want somebody to talk about you, have more, know more, or do more, and people will talk about you. If you don't want people to talk about you, don't have nothing, don't do nothing, and don't know nothing, and you won't have nothing to worry about. Brother Brother Bird, do you realize when we were 35 people, Temple Baptist Church attending 35 people, nobody had nothing to say about us? But you build one little building... You would think people would be delighted. You would think people would be excited. Look what's happening for God. How many of y'all know I'm preaching right now? What a beautiful, what a beautiful act. And not only this, the crazy thing is, When she broke the box and poured it on him, according to the scripture, it says the whole room was filled with the fragrance. The crazy thing is, the person that had something to say was benefiting from the fragrance of the worship, but he had something to say. Critical people, critical people, here's the thing. Let me say this. Critical people are inclined to find fault. They're usually very judgmental and when they judge, they do it severely. Critical people, critical people dwell always on the negative. They dwell always on the negative. They gravitate always to any flaw they can find. This type of person is usually always upset about something or the other. This type of person usually has little control over their tongue. Look at your neighbor and say, watch your mouth. Man, y'all getting quiet now. If you're looking at your notes, write this down. Look what criticism does. Number one, this is not in your, in, in your Roman numeral points. This is in one, two, three. Y'all see it? Yep. Yep. Criticism disregards the feelings of others. Criticism disregards the feelings of others. Can you imagine? You're standing here and you're probably nervous. You're probably anxious anyway. And, and 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 you know you're giving everything you got. You're giving your life savings. You're giving your most precious, valuable possession. And 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 you're probably a little anxious about that anyway. Because what are you going to do? You know what? What are you, you going to do about the future? What if What if you need that money? What if you What if you need that in the future? And so, but I, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to give it all to God. And you're so you're so thrilled to be able to give it to God. You're so happy to be able to give it to God. All all to turn around and hear somebody say, "Why did she do that?" Not just that, but he said, why did she waste this? Wow. When you just offered your best and somebody called it a? I want to ask you a question. How would you feel? How would you feel? But see, he didn't care about her. Criticism disregards the feelings of others. See, people can gossip and people can get on the phone and talk about the failures of others and all this kind of stuff, you know, because they don't care about the feelings of others. Not only does criticism disregard the feelings of others, but criticism discourages the favor of others. What does that mean? Let me give you some good advice. Sooner or later... Say it with me. Sooner or later. You're going to be a lonely individual if you're always critical. Because ain't nobody going to want to hang with you. Let me tell you something. If somebody will criticize others to you, they'll criticize you to others. And it won't be long it won't be long. Nobody wants to hang with you. I don't know why I want nobody call me back. I don't know what I mean. i tell you what, that church is a bunch of snob. Nobody wants to hang around me. Maybe they're tired of hearing your mouth. Maybe they're tired of hearing you criticize everybody all the time and criticize this and criticize that and criticize. Why don't you be positive once in a while? You may attract somebody. Positive people attracts people. Everybody wants to be around a positive person. Nobody wants to be around a negative Nelly unless you're a negative Nelly or a whiny Wendy or a critical Cody. I'll put the mail in there. I'll get one of them in there. Am am I telling the truth? Well, I don't believe all that. Well, guess who went out and hung himself and died alone? Mr. Critic. Listen, criticism. Criticism, it... It disregards the feelings of others. It discourages the favor of others. Sooner or later, you ain't going to have no friends. I'm telling you, you're not going to have no friends. Nobody's going to want to hang around that long. Number three, here's the saddest part. Criticism not only disregards the feelings of others, criticism discourages the favor of others. Criticism deteriorates the faith of others. We're supposed to live our life in such a way that people will put their faith in Christ. But what if all they ever see is Christians, supposed Christians, confessing Christians, professing Christians. All they do is see people criticizing their butt. They're not going to put their faith in Christ. Matter of fact, not only are they not going to put their faith in Christ, it's going to ruin their faith. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to take it away. Y'all with me? All right. Watch this. Let's look at what is criticism. What's this all about? We're going to learn about this. We're going to learn about this. How could somebody take something so beautiful, something so so precious, and something so spiritual, and have something to say? It's amazing. Well, number one, if the truth be known, truth be known, we find that criticism, really, in all reality, criticism is a disguise. Write that down. Criticism is a disguise. It's a disguise. What is a disguise? You saw a bunch yesterday. I saw full-grown men dress up like Iron Man. And every other step, he'd slide that mask up and slip him a piece of candy in there. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was one, he was dressed up like Iron Man. And I mean, it it looked good. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it looked, yay. Did anybody see it, man? Y'all with me? But what is a disguise? It's something to hide what you really are, it is something to make people think you're something other. Than what you really are, and the disguise usually represents what you wish you was. So y'all ain't even getting it. Let let me let me put it this way: What he said? What he said? Why was this waste made? Why in the world did we not take this and sell it and give it to the poor? What did he want to portray? He wanted to portray like he's spiritual. But you know what John said? He said, let me tell you what the problem was. Let me tell you why he said that. He was a thief. A thief. You see, his criticism was an effort to disguise what he really was. And let me tell you all this. I don't, I, I don't want to burst your bubble and everything, but everybody that talks spiritual ain't spiritual. I tell you, I I just want to pray. Man, I've seen people, oh my goodness, made me nauseated. Try to act like, they tell you, they pray about everything. Oh, I'm going to pray about it, I'm going to pray about it. And they turn out to be the biggest snake in the grass you ever saw in your life. And if you don't believe that, do you realize none of them, none of the disciples had any clue whatsoever that Judas was what he was. Man, people can talk spiritual. And be a devil. But his criticism is a disguise. It's an attempt to hide a true identity. A true identity. Write that down. I think that's A. Did I say that? A, a true identity. What he really was. And and anyway, I got to hurry. I got to hurry because I got a lot to give you. It's to hide a true identity. But it's also to hide a true inferiority. A true inferiority. That's B. In other words, they're trying to cover up for what they should have done. You want me tell you why somebody will criticize a church that starts growing? Because they got to come up with a reason why they ain't. Because if church A is growing and church B ain't, the people at church B goes looking at the reverend like, well, what's wrong with you? So instead of contacting the pastor of church A and say, can you help me? He goes to the pulpit and starts criticizing church A because this is why they're growing. They're compromisers. I'm staying spiritual. I'm still in the spirit. I'm feeling it right here. I ain't got carnal yet. Y'all with me? People will criticize you. Not because what you're doing is wrong because you're doing what they should have done in the first place. Here you find people following Jesus and listen, had the world given to them and they didn't do anything and here this woman comes in and offers her best to Jesus and they didn't offer anything. And so what they, what they are trying to do is hide what they should have done. Y'all with me? I'm kind of preaching to the critic and the one being criticized. To the critic, I hope you shut your mouth. To the one being criticized, I hope you understand. They're just jealous of what you're doing. So hold your head high and let them talk and keep shining, baby. Y'all with me? Because criticism is just a disguise. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. I put this here. Criticism... Criticism is an attempt to be seen as someone who knows more by putting someone else down. What Judas really meant was, why did she not do what I would have done? Let me say this while I'm here. Spouses, be careful what you criticize about your other spouse. If they don't mow the grass just exactly like you did it, Maybe they went clockwise and you was taught to go counterclockwise. So what? Hey, if the toilet paper is this way or that way, is it really a reason to fight about? (laughs) (laughs) I know I'll move right along. No, I'm not. (laughs) Just because something is not just like you would do it doesn't mean it's wrong. And it doesn't mean that God can't use it. Man, do y'all know how many different ways Jesus healed a blind person? He spit in one's eye. I mean, right in his eye. Spit on the ground, made mud, put it in his eye, said, go clean it. And then some, he just said the word. You know know why I think he did that? Because he knew badness. He knew we'd argue. That's not the way you do it. You're supposed to sing Amazing Grace like this. You're supposed to do it like, no, no, no. You can do it. You can do it. A cappella. You can do it with drums. You can do it with electric guitar. Eh, 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 eh. You can hum it for all I care. There's not, there's not a perfect, there's not, are, are you getting my point? And all Judas is saying is, why didn't she do what I would have done with it? And by the way, that's a lie too. He wouldn't have done it. He wasn't going to give it to the poor. He wanted to steal it. Right, right. Amen. Look here, criticism is a disguise. Number two criticism criticism is a deception criticism is a deception it's not only a disguise but it's a deception what do you mean he had a desire hey write this down he had a desire for control see that's what criticism really about he wanted control of that here's the thing they won't never come out and say this, but people want to control you. And spouses, wives, husbands, be careful with this. You, you, sometimes we have a desire to control our spouse. And, and we won't say that. We would just be a little critical. But in truth, we have a desire to control. The greatest day in my life. Well, that's one of them. One of the greatest days in my life is when I, I, I come to understand it didn't matter what everybody thought about what the, what, how I was leading this church, Amen. including my father, Amen. including the president of the college I went to, including all of my mentors, including all the pastors around this county. Say, so why would they do that? Listen, I I, I can't tell you. I, I wish, I, no, I don't really, because I don't want you to see none of it and be exposed to none of it because it's ridiculous. But if you just knew the talk and the chatter and the, and the criticism, and the, and, and the ridicule. And you know what all that is? Is they want you to be just like them. They want you to have a service just like them. They want you to have music just like them. They want you to do everything just like them. And it's not a matter of whether it's right or wrong. It's, it's about control. He wanted control of it. He wanted his hand on that money. To him, man, he was, look at that. By the way, he was already had in his mind that this thing wasn't going to go far with Jesus. See, he wasn't about anything spiritual. He wasn't about a Messiah. He wasn't about a Savior. He, the only reason he was following Jesus is because Jesus was a powerful person. It was a great possibility that Jesus was going to throw Rome off of their back and he would be a powerful figure in a powerful person's rule. It had nothing to do with spirituality. It had nothing to do with heaven. It had nothing to do with scriptures or truth. It had to do with a desire for power. And Jesus done started telling him he's going to die. Jesus done started revealing that he was going to be crucified. Wait a minute. That ain't what I signed up for. So he already had in his mind, I got to get off this thing. And boy, it made him mad when he saw what he was not going to be able to get his hands on. And I'm going to just tell you from experience, when people, when people realize that they can't control you, they get vicious. I have a lot of people that's my friends and friendly to my face as long as they thought they had influence over me or could control me. But when they realize I don't dance to anybody's tune, then they get vicious. And it, you know what's sad? It's the people that you were unbelievably kind to and a blessing to. But it's a desire to, let me hurry, let me hurry. It's a desire to control. Not only that, there was a complete disregard for Christ. When people criticize, was, this was not only a desire for control. Judas had the money bag, but it was a disregard for Christ. In other words, can you not? not, listen, think about this. Think about this. Not only only did he criticize the woman, but Jesus is here receiving this blessing. Jesus was here and he, he he is the recipient of someone's blessing. And so what did he say? Look at this waste. You know what he's saying? He didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that. So what was he doing? He was criticizing Jesus. He was taken away from what Jesus in, in, in favor of the, are y'all, does this make sense? And listen, when somebody blesses you, somebody's going to have something to say about it. Don't sweat it. I, I, wish, I wish I was as good at that part as I am telling you to. How many of y'all have a hard time with that like me? They say, oh, don't worry about it. I I try. But, hey, maybe God will help us all get better at that. Amen? Look, it's a disregard for Jesus. Then look here. I, I love this part. I put in your notes. Look what I put under that. God is big enough to handle his own business. (laughs) And I'll get to that in just a second. Number three, number three. Criticism is a disguise. Criticism is a deception. Not only that, but criticism is a danger. A danger. Why is it dangerous, preacher? Well, if we'll look at Mark 4, or excuse me, Mark 14, it's right there in your notes. You ain't got to turn. We'll save some time right there in your notes. It says this. Now, we know, we know in John... Who spoke up? Only one of y'all got a Bible. (laughs) Who spoke up? Judas. He started it. Y'all with me? The thief? The devil? Judas started it. He instigated it. He said, why was it? All right, now watch. Now watch what Mark 14 says. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said why was this waste of the ointment made what happened here they are all at the dinner here we have here we have the disciples and and, and Mary and Lazarus and Martha and, and Simon the leper and probably various other people and everything's going great and here Mary comes out to worship her Savior and, and show her appreciation uh, and, and her love and her affection and and, and showing that she really understood uh, Calvary and and, and, and the, res- or, or the, the burial and what's fixing to happen and 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 and, and Simon, or excuse me, uh, Judas he speaks up and says, "Why was this mace made? Why why we could have sold this and give it to the poor." And you know what the rest of the disciples did? Yeah! Why is criticism so dangerous? Because it is contagious. It is contagious. Criticism spreads. A critical spirit. Listen, it's like... It's like, what's that thing that's, that's real contagious you get, strep throat? Is that what, it, strep throat is the real contagious one? Listen, it's it's like that. Man, mean, you just, you get caught up in it. It's amazing, it's amazing how how people who really, you know, I mean, they, they have a, 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 a kind of a genuine heart and, you know, John was a pretty good fella, and, and, and Peter, uh, he had his issues, but he's a pretty good guy, and, and Matthew and different, different disciples is there, and, 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 and listen, they, they were all enjoying themselves, and, and one critical spirit jumps up, and man, it just spread. Here's something to remember be careful, don't get caught up in that. When somebody calls you and says, Did you hear? First thing you need to say is shut up. (laughs) If what you're fixing to say about somebody else is not to that person, you don't need to be saying it. It's amazing to me. It's like we see somebody's mistake or somebody's failure. And all of a sudden we, we think we're spiritual by telling half the people. And it's contagious. And you know what most of that is? Is we want people to think we're spiritual because we didn't do that. Or they didn't know that we didn't do that. Well, we're having fun tonight, aren't we? You don't even need a newspaper. You don't even need a news crew. Just post something on Facebook. And it don't even have to be true. It don't even have to be true. And it spreads like crazy, and then the truth comes out, and you can't get them to spread that. It's contagious. Listen, not only is it contagious, it's costly. It's costly. Let me show you what happens. Let me show you what happens, <clears throat> and I got plenty more, so don't be wrapping stuff up. <clears throat> uh, Jesus is here, Mary's here. If you put all, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna narrate it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all the gospels together: Matthew, Mark, and John. And 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 we're just going. We're just going. Uh, it's like we're going to say like it happened in Alabama, <clears throat> and I'm going to say it like Jesus said it. You go read it. This is this is what happened. When this happened, he spoke up. They started running their mouths. All the rest of the disciples they chimed in. They're all criticizing her now. And this is what Jesus says. What's your problem? What's your problem? Leave her. Alone. Leave her alone. She has done a good thing. You worried about the poor, you're gonna have them with you always. I'm gonna be here for a very limited time. Now watch this. Watch this. This is this this is something significant. How many of y'all know when they, put, when they put Jesus when they put Jesus in the tomb uh, that there was a group of women that went to the tomb after they had put him in to, to, to give him uh, this this perfume and spices and everything? Because remember, Jesus was he was he was uh, buried like a criminal and he was crucified like a criminal. And the criminals they didn't get that kind of anointing. How many of y'all know that? So he was put in there. He had the burial of a criminal. And so here these women come to, to, to offer to, to him and to give him that perfume. They, they, they was going to come to the, 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 the tomb and do this. you know Mary's not in that group? Because she already had. What, what's the point? She was given her roses while they could be smelt. And you—you you, talking about worried about the? You worried about the poor? Did you give them anything yesterday? I love—I love when people. I promise you this. I promise you this. I promise you this. Somebody had something to say about the offering Sunday, and it—it it may have gone something like this. I'll tell you what, that's an awful lot of money. I don't know why in the world. Many problems we have over here. Many needs we have over here. I don't know why in the world they're going to send into a country when we got all these needs over here. How many of them needs did you help? You so concerned about the needs here? Did you help any of them before Sunday? No. Because that's not what it's about. You just won't run your mouth. And and, and I'm telling you this. I haven't heard nothing and nobody has told me nothing. I'm going by past experience and I know people. You know what Jesus said? You don't care about the poor. You've always had the poor with you. Leave her alone. You know what? It made Judas mad. People don't like to be rebuked. Some of y'all might not come back after tonight. And if you're going to have a critical spirit, sign on. I don't know what that language is, but I'm sure it means goodbye. You know what he did? He left, he left then and went straight to the Pharisees and said, hey, I'll sell him to you. Yeah. Right. Now watch this. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing? Here this woman, to her, Jesus was her everything. She, he was so valuable that he gave, or she gave her life savings to him. Yeah. Yeah. But to Judas, he was only worth a few pieces of silver. Wow And the end result <clears throat> and the end result really was not necessarily the betrayal of this critical person. By the way, Jesus set him up. This didn't take Jesus by surprise. Jesus knew who he was when he picked him. He brought him in for the purpose of doing what he did so he could fulfill scripture. This wasn't the end result. The betrayal wasn't the end result. You know what the end result was? was him hanging from a tree and his guts on the ground. Let me tell you something. Critical people, criticism will end up costing a lot. You could lose a friendship because of criticism. You could lose a family member because of criticism. You could lose a spouse because of a critical spirit. Let me tell you something. Sooner or later, I don't care how patient the person is, sooner or later, somebody's going to get tired of it. Say this with me. Lord, help me. Watch my mouth. And all God's people see it. Flip your notes over. Let me give you something to go home with. Let's sum this thing up. Let's sum this up. What do we learn tonight? What do we learn tonight? Number one, criticism is usually just a front to hide someone's true in an attempt to elevate one's status in the eyes of others by putting someone else down. Where do we get that? John 12. John said he didn't care about the poor. He just said something about it because he was a a thief. If somebody's criticizing you, just understand. They wish they was you. Okay, I'll move forward. Number two. Be careful about hanging with critical people because criticism is... Let me say it again. Be careful about hanging with critical people because criticism is... Before long, you're going to be that way. That's the truth. Number three. Number three. Be careful who you join up with in criticism of another. You just might be teaming up with a. John 6, verse 70. Jesus answered them, Have I not chosen you 12, and one of you is a. Isn't that amazing? When they started chiming in with him, started criticizing with him, they were just supporting the. Keep that in mind. Be careful about criticizing something you don't understand. Let me say it again. Be careful about criticizing something you don't understand. In the end, you may end up looking real. I wish I could say I've never done number four. I used to criticize churches with multiple services. I know y'all are real spiritual, so I'm gonna just confess on my own. <laughs> Bless God, that's all that convenient Christianity. They want to come to that early service so they can go to the late, so they don't late. I mean, you you make up so many stupid things, so they can get their first table at Cracker Barrel. All these churches around here, I tell you what, putting a coffee place in a church. What is this world coming to? <laughs> we ain't never doing that. I won't ever say never. We ain't never going to multiple services. I think around here, Daystar was one of the first ones to put in. Matter of fact, uh, Brother Doyle went over there to help them paint something, come back, said, you know what they got in there? They got, uh, what's that kind of coffee? Starbucks, Starbucks in there. I said, i tell you what. <laughs> and before you self-righteous, sanctified people, I already told Jerry... <laughs> In fact i apologize to us man i didn't get it i just didn't i didn't understand it's not about it's not about being cool it's about making a generation who know nothing about it y'all think we're a christian nation we're not a christian nation We have generations of people out there that don't know nothing about Christ, don't know nothing about church. The only thing they know about church is something negative. And we make a big deal out of something as simple as a cup of coffee. You know why? We just don't understand it. I've, I've been critical of things I didn't understand, but in the end, it made me end up looking real. Be careful what you criticize. Be careful of who you criticize. Can you imagine all these disciples in here, they got that angry look on their face and, and that, that, that self-righteous, uh, you know, uh, indignation. Here we are, you know, what this waste is. And, and, and can you imagine when, when Jesus said, what's your problem? You know what he said? He said, do you know what? This gospel is going to be preached all over the world and they're going to talk about this. You bunch of dummies. All over the world, they're going to hear about the beauty and the worship of this woman. Y'all need to keep your mouth shut. They ended up looking real. Last bit of advice: I got a minute and twenty-two seconds. I, I was, I was, I was kind of sweet on this girl in college. <clears throat> and, uh, and 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 I, I was sitting at the table with her family, and uh, and her dad was real quiet, and uh, he really liked me, but he didn't want me to know it. He had to bluff on me. <clears throat> He was sitting at the other end of the table, and he just had this scowl all the time. Very quiet, didn't say much, and I'm, you know, I'm cutting up trying to be funny and, you know, loosen the mood. And, and, uh, and I, I said his name, I said, you awful quiet down there. And he said, it's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. You know how we can stay out of a lot of trouble? Just keep our mouth shut. We're out of time. God help us to do this. Sure is hard, ain't it? I don't know why it is about human nature. We just tend to It's like, it's like how many of y'all have ever been around, around uh, uh, me and me and Pox was hunting one night and and we had dogs, we had dogs that we hunted them together all the time. They were buddies all the time. They was, in a, they was in a soybean patch. And I don't know if you know anything about soybeans. It that or corn. I don't remember. I think it was soybeans. It was real thick. And they was running in that thing. Running. That coon had them going all over the place in circles and circles and circles. And he's probably sitting on a tree watching. Look at them idiots. Well, the older dog got overheated. And he just, he passes out. Well, here he is, hurt, and, and, and the younger dog didn't really understand what was going on. And so I pick him up. I'm going to carry him. Well, the younger dog attacked the, the older dog. He never done that. I don't know what, why, hey, hey, oh, what, what? And you know, sometimes when somebody's hurt, we have a tendency to be like dogs and start attacking the one that's hurt. When really we should be picking them up and carrying them. What's the moral of the story? Don't be a dog. Well, I heard ye, which are spiritual, restore such a one. Let's watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. I don't know why we had to have this one to jump right back into John, but. Next week, we'll have the triumphal entry. Amen. Here we go. All right. How many of y'all are going to help pray? Let's all pray for each other to help us watch our mouth. Let's do it. Lord.